Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, 19th of May. I am your host, Tim Orsain, and joining me is my brother from another mother, Tim Gaze. Tim, how are you doing today? I'm fantastic. There's a haste to your voice. There's Tim. a haste to my on? voice. I'm looking around. If people like catch me like just drifting off halfway through the conversation, it's because, Tim, I'm living a life that I know you're very, very familiar with. Mm-hmm. I am currently sitting, looking at multiple browsers, trying to buy tickets to Kendrick Lamar's Big Steppers tour, which is uh, happening soon in a few months time. And I'm just like, I'm looking at, I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking everywhere. So if I suddenly just like disconnect and I'm furiously tapping on my phone, that is because I've, I'm trying to buy those tickets, baby. I get it, man. I, I have full faith in you. You got the chat behind you. I'm sure we're rooting for this. You're going to make it happen. And if you ever need it, I'm here for you. You know, we, the Tim Tam yeah. connection. It's like, we we're can be, we, we're we're sharing each other's thoughts. We'll be able to just keep going as one beautiful exactly. mind. Yeah. This is, this will be like, at some point I might just be like, Tim. Take it, and that'll be yeah. you just running with yeah. it, running with it. But until then, <laughs> until then, for, for as an update for people in chat who are keeping, who want to keep uh, kind of like track of where we're at, I, there are there are seven hundred and seventy one people ahead of me, and that was like a second ago. There were nine hundred people ahead of me, so I don't know. It could switch up to like uh, your number one in seconds, so who knows? But we're gonna keep the show going. Um, uh, I'll just end up screaming at some point. I gotta go. So as always, we're gonna re- start by recapping May nineteenth in pop culture history. Five hundred forty-three people ahead of me. Nineteen sixty-two, Marilyn Monroe sang her famous "Happy Birthday" to the uh, song to the president John F. Kennedy at New York's Madison Square Garden. You know the one. Uh, happy, birthday. happy birthday. Never been sang sexier and like like i know it shouldn't be but it is like i like they did like i feel like that has stood the test of time that sure it's a meme it's at this point like i feel like it's one of the original memes but hey shout out to you marilyn monroe you love to see it. May 19th, 2124. In fiction, 355 people ahead of me. Jake Sully landed on Pandora in Avatar. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Show some fucking respect (laughs) to movies that aren't that bad. 154 people ahead of me on May 19th, 2005. Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith was released, completing the full story of Anakin Skywalker's fall and redemption in the Star Wars saga. That's a a big one. Yeah. We just did a, a three-hour in-review rewatch of episode three that happened to launch on mm-hmm. this 17th anniversary, which was not planned, but is really fun. That's with uh, me, Barrett, Sage, and Anthony Carboni. Um, and yeah, three hours, three whole hours of us talking about Star Wars episode three, and it's fantastic. We're in, baby. You gotta go. You gotta go. We're in. <laughs> you gotta I'm take- going here. Can- taking it from here. We got some famous birthdays, of course, on May 19th, 1944, Peter Mayhew. English-American actor who unfortunately died in 2019. If you don't know who that is, of course, it is the one and only Chewbacca, uh, as featured in Star Wars Episode Three. That was a choice. He became um, friends 19- with Yoda. He did become friends with Yoda. Uh, 1946, Andre the Giant, a French-American wrestler and actor who died in 1993. R.I.P. to the one of the real ones, the GOATs. And in 1948, Grace Jones, Jamaican-American singer-songwriter, was born. But... Enough of all that. Of course, this is kind of funny games daily. Today's stories include The Last of Us remakes release date, The Witcher 3's current gen updates, God of War Ragnarok's accessibility issues. Is that what that's supposed to say? No, no, no issues. 
Yeah, Ragnarok's accessibility. It's, just, it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And if you don't want to watch live, that's totally cool. You can watch later on youtube.com slash games or roosterteeth.com or you can listen on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can also use our epic creator code kind of funny anytime you're on the epic game store or if you're buying uh stuff for fortnite or rocket league all that y'all have been showing up with fortnite thank you so much for all of that when y'all just buying stuff for the games you love money comes to us it's fantastic and it helps us keep all of this stuff going to be part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show um some housekeeping for you we got a new episode of the games cast up right now with jeff grubb it was an all-time banger we're talking about is 2023 going to be the greatest year in video games of all time and i know a lot of people hear that headline they're like oh they say that every year that's kind of the point of where we're at right now where things just keep getting pushed back and there's this inevitable greatest year coming at some point um we talked about uh, revenge of the sith rewatches up right now on the in review and the screencast feed is popping off left and right we got our review of Kendrick Lamar's new album with Tam that you can check out right now. Uh, and later today, me and Snowbike Mike will be recording a review of his thoughts on season one of the Halo TV show that'll be going up later. Um, actually, I think tomorrow morning it'll be going up public for everybody. Um, and then starting next week, Obi-Wan Kenobi every week doing screencast reviews. Shout out to our Patreon producers, Anonymous and Fargo Brady. Today we're brought to you by Maple Story and Lumen Skin, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. I'm getting my cheeks clapped by Ticket Nation right now. I'm not getting anything. I thought it was good and it was bad. And there it's been going. We have six stories today. A baker's dozen. There we go. Uh, story number one on the Rope Report, The Last of Us Remake will reportedly launch this holiday season. This comes from Jordan Ramey from GameSpot.com, the number one video game website. We're still I'm getting back, reports. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. Go for it, Sam. No I did not. I did not get the tickets. Oh, no. But one Jake Decker did manage to secure Ooh. them. Big up, Jake. Well done, Jake. Everybody, I need you to go to Twitter at Jake Decker, I assume, on Twitter. Might be something else. And say, hell yeah, mate. You got Jacob Deck. Jacob so, Deck. Send him, send him that sweet, nasty love. Send him the, the love. Rules, the rules and tickets, everybody, are you don't need to be the hero. You just need to know enough heroes around you to make sure that at least one of you succeeds. And that's why I will always give a major shout out to Joey Noel, who is my hero partner in crime. Whenever I falter, she's right there to pick yeah, me back up. Sure. It's fantastic stuff. Anyways, Tam, the show is yours. Go We're for here, it. baby. The first story comes from the number one video game website in the world, GameSpot.com. And it comes from the source being the number one video game podcast in the world that is the kind of funny games cast 
The Last of Us remake will reportedly launch this holiday season, written by Jordan Ramey. Uh, we're still getting reports that a remake for 2013's The Last of Us is in the works, and it seems like it's scheduled to launch sometime this year. The remake will supposedly launch in the holiday season, which is currently fairly empty following Starfield's delay. I keep hearing that The Last of Us remake is coming uh, out this year. Grub Snacks host and GamesBeat reporter Jeff Grub said on the May 18th, 2022 episode of The Kind of Funny Gamescast. The Last of Us remake this holiday. Several sources have already reported this story, so there's a good chance that may be that there may be some truth to that story. In a tweet back in January, freelance writer and games industry insider Tom Henderson first reported The Last of Us remake would launch in the latter half of 2022. Bloomberg collaborated on this story, uh, on this prediction, and followed up with its own. Um, report in april also in april a linkedin listing hinted that developer naughty dog may be working on a remake for the last of us the listing mentions qa testing and development support plus level point of contact for unannounced remake project the listing also makes mention of an unannounced multiplayer project which could mean this unannounced remake will feature an online component granted the listing could have also been talking about two completely different games at ces neil Druckmann teased that naughty dog is working on multiple game play pro- game projects right now so Jeff Grubb, obviously reliable. Yeah, Spitting bars on I, the kind of funny games cast. While that is true, this is fucking hilarious for so many reasons, right? One, <laughs> we are talking about a news story from something said on another one of our shows that's being reported by another <laughs> website that you work for. But the yeah. reality is, if I remember correctly, and like this is the most better thing ever, but you can go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong to let me know if I'm wrong about this. I don't think that Jeff Grubb said this as a fact at all i don't think that this is um, a substantiated thing i think he was like saying he thinks it's gonna happen in the same way he said he thinks god of war is coming out when i made everyone say if they think it's going i, to I think year. i think i listened to this last night i think it was pretty solid yeah like, otherwise otherwise we wouldn't have reported it also the way grub said it it was like yeah it's, it's happening this year and uh the thing is like <laughs> there's enough the chat I wanted yeah. to just listen the, to the other funny thing is like he's reporting this. He said this on your thing, and he's also talked about it on Grub Snacks, which is a giant bomb production. Sister side to games, but it's just us put doing the uh, Spider-Man pointing at each other yeah. like, thing right now, or or like the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen. Um, but yeah, it's 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 there's enough there to make it feasible. Um, I myself have heard that it's it's supposedly coming out this year um don't report me on that one is not because i'm wrong but because it's not necessary it's already there um but yeah there's been enough whispers of it coming uh supposedly coming up but as is everything as is every uh uh uh, is the case with everything these days plans change um there are games that i was 100 told would be out by now that are not out by now um so like yeah it's it's it is it is at this moment uh accurate as far mm-hmm. as I know, and what Grub said was accurate. Um, you can always trust Grub, uh, especially. Um, but yeah, it's exciting. I right? mean, I, I'm excited. And I feel like uh, I'm in the the minority of what seems to be like the vocal taste on on this idea of a Last of Us remake. Like, I'm excited for it. It's been long enough since I've played 
that game that I am kind of stoked to go back to it. Um, and it's been long enough just means a couple of years because I replayed the first one going into the second one. Uh, but I love those games and mm -hmm. I would love to see what a next gen remake could look like. I've been really digging the modern remakes we've been getting of games and um, I am interested in what a remake of generations of games that we haven't really seen yet could look like and the fact that we're gonna get last of us and dead space so close to each other um it's it's cool that we're seeing i think yeah. ps3 remakes on the ps5 generation of what that could mean um i think what i'm most interested in is what this actually is um especially because they've already done the the remastered version um onto the ps4 um and that kind of added a lot of the the small little improvements that you just kind of like default expect to come from this type of thing but the fact that they are like talking more as a remake as opposed to a remaster um i'm really interested in what that could actually mean for the game of what they cut what they might add um obviously with the show coming out on hbo um at this point next year mm -hmm. uh we were talking on the games cast a lot about this making a lot of sense when we look back at the witcher series witcher 3 got a major boost in sales after Witcher were, uh was a hit on netflix i imagine uh and all sides are pointing to last of us on hbo being a major hit and i imagine that will cause a similar type of uh sales increase on uh the original game so having a remake out there makes sense we talked about this on games cast a little bit but um i was saying that once the show got delayed out of 2022 which was a while ago at this point um yeah. i expected the remake to come a little bit closer to the launch of the show but uh grub and uh bless and andy like uh made a really good point to me that it's like yeah well Witcher 3 didn't need to launch a new version to get that sales boost so kind of having it on store shelves is kind of a second wind of um energy and and uh, purchase potential uh if people were to buy the game uh, the gamers were to buy the game when it first launches and then a couple months later the secondary group the, the secondary interest kind of comes in to get it after the show yeah I, I mean like i i feel like it makes a lot of sense for sony to to try and get this out this year as well for the all the reasons that you mentioned um but also like uh, it, as a big holiday game there's nothing more exciting than a proven like quantity like a known quantity and a proven quantity in this right now in a year where they've also put out stuff like horizon um i mean i don't know my, my question is like what happens i feel like they're being very very careful with what they release if this if this comes to a fresh fruition what does it mean for god of war um does god of war stick around does god of war move i'm still convinced that god of war they no one's indicated otherwise but like i'm still convinced god of war might slip um but is does that mean this then becomes the game that kind of takes point in that in that period see i'm team 2022 still for god of war and again mm -hmm. anything can change but i i just get the vibe and the feeling from how they're talking about the game um that it's it's gonna happen this year or at the very least that is the plan and they really believe in it a, at in may 2022 that it will come out in the year 2022 um i don't think that last of us remake and god of war are um gonna be competition towards each other i think it's additive more than anything um i don't expect them to come out the same month you know i imagine like last of us remake feels more like a december sony release to me and that's kind of the that more just like end of the holiday kind of like here's something else to buy and we've seen them do that before i mean even with things like last guardian like this i feel yeah. is that type of tier of release um for them uh and god of war obviously is the big tentpole that they they would be uh pushing the hardest um 
But, you know, especially with these single-player linear type games, like the gameplay-wise, the distraction-wise, it's like, what, you're going to... A month into God of War Ragnarok being out, PlayStation players are going to be ready to play something else, you know? Yeah, yeah true. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this. I've... I've been meaning to go back to it. I, I my question is like, uh, do they change anything about it? What do they change about it? Do they start introducing those cool like um, animations that they added for Last of Us Part Two, um, or they do they try and keep it? They, surely they have to, right? Like uh-huh. they already yeah. have the the HD version, like the re-released version of Last of Us Remastered. Um, so this feels like they need to go big from it. What do you, what do you want out of it? I mean, that's the thing is I, I don't really know. I, I want them. I What I want from this is for them to prove to me that it is a project worth making, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think that that is not going to be that hard to do. But I am also racking my brain in terms of – here's the thing. Uh, does this need to happen? No, the gameplay yeah. is fine, totally. Like I'll, even the PS3 version, like not even the remastered one, it's like, yo, this game is one of the all-time greats. Like does it have perfect gameplay elements every step of the way? No, it was a game from 2013, you know? But I, I do think that it holds up more than well enough that it doesn't need a remake. Having said that, it is one of the greatest games of all time and has a couple minor flaws. Why not iron those out? I'd be totally, totally down for them to iron them out. In my opinion, I'd be down for them to change this game more dramatically than even the small things because we have the other one and this isn't going to taint the original in any way. Like, do things that enhance the whole thing. I think that it having the sequel and the sequel being as modern as it is where it doesn't really need improvements in any way, um, at least in modern times, I don't see them changing too much because it's not like there's going to be story like retconning that needs to happen. but just in terms of gameplay stuff, I think that they can cut some things here, maybe add some fun little details there, but nothing too crazy. This I don't think it's going to be a Final Fantasy VII remake type yeah. situation, but I do think it could be an RE2 or 3 type situation, which is awesome. I think it's a good opportunity for them to fix that thing where you're trying to be quiet and Ellie's like kicking over bottles and running into walls and standing in front of enemies and that kind of business. <laughs> that's the one major criticism that, that people always had about it. And that's something that like uh, games have definitely approved upon with like the, you know, the NPC that's on your side and like how like immersion breaking they can be when you're sneaking around. Like I feel like even Last of Us Part Two like did that pretty well. Um, not perfectly, but definitely better than a game that's now nine years old. Um yeah, I would say, like, the really for me, it's like just like make it look as good as uh, Last of Us Part Two, bring in those like animations, like you were saying, Tam. And, mm. you know, like we talk about the Last of Us Part Two gameplay and how fun that is, uh, uh, stealth wise, um, being one of the best stealth gameplay games probably at, of all time, not in like top two, but definitely in the top five, I would say. And I don't know if you could fully translate that to how Joel feels in The Last of Us, but definitely just some uh, updates here and there that, that doesn't make it feel as clunky as going back to the the original. And then, you know, uh, pe- uh, I saw chat, like, suggesting a few things. Someone mentioned, like, an Abby thing. Like, it would be cool to, like, have a, an Abby, like, cameo in the, the very end of that, like... Absolutely. Uh, ...end sequence and stuff like that. But, again, when you start messing story-wise with the original that people really love where the sequel is uh, a little more debated on whether it's good or not. Um, I I don't know realistically how much they're actually going to change beat, uh, you know, story beat by beat. 
in my yeah. opinion, I, I welcome it. Like, that's the type of stuff where it's like, I played the old one. And again, I can play the old one anytime that I want. They're not going to delist that. So, uh, it, or in every version of that, at least, I can't imagine them delisting some versions of it. But um, I, I welcome the changes as long as they're additive changes, as long as they're positive things that aren't like shitty. And I have full faith in the team that they're not going to have shitty decisions. If it's more in line with Last of Us Part Two, I am a firm supporter of that. And and Barrett, to your point about it just needs to look as, or if it looking as good as Last of Us Two is like more than enough. I totally agree. And the fact of the matter is, we don't know the details on this. I imagine it would be PS5 exclusive. Like I imagine that the point of this being a remake is that they're not releasing it on PS4. And with mm-hmm. that, it's like that's even added value or, or added tech uh on top of what the of last of us part two of what it was capable of and then i do think there's the x factor of pc which i imagine that this would be a game yeah. potentially sony's first where it is day and date on ps5 and pc because it is kind of a old game in a way even yeah. though it's mm. a new skew exciting times We'll find out hopefully soon, maybe during whatever this not E3 thing is, you know, maybe it pops mm-hmm. up then. Uh, story number two comes from the second best video game website on the internet. It was, of course, Gamespot.com, written by Steve Watts. The newly announced breaking Marvel Snap is a new fast-paced collectible card game from ex-Hearthstone devs. Second Dinner, an indie studio formed uh, from Blizzard veterans who worked on Hearthstone, has announced its first game. Marvel Snap is a new fast-paced CCG that relies on simultaneous turns, shorter matches, and unique zone control mechanic to make for quicker games. Marvel Snap features more than 150 Marvel characters, each with multiple art variants and more than 50 location. Each game lasts just six turns, so many games only take about three minutes each. And if you want to press your luck, you can snap, placing a bet on yourself to win to raise the stakes for double the rank rewards. The free-to-play game will launch this year on mobile and PC. New cards and locations will be added through weekly updates and monthly seasons. In Marvel Snap, you and your opponent are dealt a playfield of three randomized location cards with their own status effects. You each take six simultaneous turns to play Marvel characters to claim control of the locations, and whoever has control of two out of the three locations wins. You can snap to double your winnings if you are confident in victory, but if you're on the receiving end of a snap, keep in mind it could always be a bluff. Uh, We grew up with obsessively playing CCGs and have spent decades designing them. We want the entire world to fall in love with card battlers just like we have, said Second Dinner Chief Development Officer Ben Brode in an announcement. Uh, Marvel Snap is unlike any card battler ever made. We work tirelessly to ensure the game is super deep for hardcore players while remaining very approachable so everyone can jump in and have a blast. We're stoked to partner with Nuverse so we can reach millions of players with our first game. You can sign up at the official site to take part in the limited closed beta on Android ahead of launch. Um, there you have it. Marvel Snap, a CCG that looks like it's going to be quick and exciting. What do you think of that, Tim? Yeah, it's so funny how like the roller coaster I went on as you were talking about it and just watching that clip. Like it starts off and I was like, oh, cool, new Marvel game. And then immediately I'm like, oh, it's okay, cool. It's a CCG thing. Cool. Another one of those. Oh, and then I was watching my, like, this actually looks kind of cool though. And then I was like, yeah. oh, no, but like, looks comp- like way too complicated for me. But then I was like, oh, you know what? I like how simple the cards look. I don't know. I, this is the type of thing that I, in theory, 
think is a really cool idea, but really I'm not going to play. But it seems like they have a dialed in audience that they're trying to target with this. And from the looks of it, it seems like they're addressing all the things that need to be addressed for the type of game this is. I know that to a lot of us, um mobile games are just kind of a thing that we get really into every once in a while but Mm. it's not like we're we're waiting for the next hit mobile game we're not talking about them the same way we do uh the the consoles or or pc games so i think that marvel's kind of found a niche in a lot of ways like i know people love strike force people love the um the other i forget what the name is but the the other puzzle based ones that um people are into like i know in real life people that play those things every single day so more different varied types of those games i think is a cool thing and with hearthstone that was such a a moment and i feel like i haven't heard anyone talk about it in seven years but i get the vibe that that's just because it's not a new brand new fresh thing but people are still playing it yeah it is it is and like the the thing that excites me about this is the hearthstone connection because like i my ccg uh experience is in real life playing magic for a while um getting into that for a hot like i think it was a year a long time ago and i was like super super into that i love playing that um and then hearthstone i played a lot of hearthstone for a while i was absolutely dog shit at it like terrible like hilariously bad i don't think i won a single match in my time but it was still fun and a lot of that came from like the aesthetic and the animations and the blizzard nature of it so I feel like this is quite an exciting opportunity. If they can create something that is approachable and and, and like quick to play. The other downside of um, these kind of games for me is they take forever. And like the thing that I, really sucks for me as someone who's not great at it is once you're locked into a losing game, it really sucks. Because then you just got to sit there and get your cheeks clapped for 15 minutes. And you're like, oh, my God, well, I could be doing 10 other things right now. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, the commitment to a lot of these stuff is just, like, too much for me, especially if you're not great at it. Um, but if they're saying, like, hey, it's going to be quick and you can, you know, inject some excitement with the old snap, like, that sounds awesome to me. I'm excited for it. Oh, what's going on here? Pe- don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The chat can't see it yet. The chat can't see it yet. Okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I mean, I, I what I'm most interested in is the aesthetics of the cards themselves. Like I like the old school tops Marvel collectible cards. Like I mm-hmm. love the the look of those from the '90s, and I love that they they're kind of going with that vibe, but modernized. And um, there's a shot in the trailer okay. that um. <laughs> You see like variants of the different cards and like all the art looks really cool. Like it shows a bunch of different Star Lords and like one's like 8-bit and then a lot of them are like just really poppy, loud colored um, illustrations. But I love the official logos of each character and like uh, the little reveal teaser they even posted yesterday ended with like an explosion. Uh, Yeah, Barrett, if you can go to like 350 in the chat or in the on the video there. the yeah like you see like that carnage variant there mm. and then uh oh it pops into star lord in a second but um i just love the the logos of the the character names uh, yeah. underneath it and all that stuff and each like, even like lizard having his own kind of font and all that stuff like this it, this speaks loudly to me tam yeah it does um like the thing about it is like i'd love to see them start pulling from the actual like have like oh this is what um this is the art style from you know the ultimate universe that kind of thing so i hope they start doing that kind of stuff because i like the look of some of this stuff but i'm also like i kind of want i kind of want characters that look like the ones that i read you know or the ones that i watched on tv that are a little close to them we had a bit of that with like the wolverine looked like the the 90s cartoon version of wolverine 
but like overall like i'm very excited about this like if you're gonna get me into a ccg the the way to do it is like latch on to something that i already know and love and marvel is a very very easy way to do that um i've played a lot of these marvel games like the marvel puzzle quest strike force that kind of stuff i've never really stuck with them um but my, my question is main question is going to be around like monetization and business model because with these mobile games, especially the ones that have hooks into stuff that I love, like Marvel, um, the thing that always I bounce off of is like they're too busy and they're made to look like gambling machines as Gacha and like and it's got loads of these like in-app purchases um, and that drive me away. So I hope that they keep it a bit cleaner and they have a little more of a less overwhelming model, if you know what I mean. If there's 10 different currencies and there's recharges and that kind of stuff, I won't stick with it. That's not gonna. Yeah. That's not gonna fly with me. Um, <clears throat> I hope it's closer to Hearthstone than it is to like these other mobile games that exist. Tam, the roller coaster continues. I, after this conversation, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am committed. I am sold on this, and I want this thing in my life. And mm-hmm. I looked, and it says for the limited closed beta, go to the MarvelSnap.com. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go sign up, and it's Android only. You so, hate to the see roller it. coaster. I went all the way up and then flew off the track. <laughs> speaking of roller coasters the soaring highs and the crushing lows we were going to go into uh, another story now but we're actually going to go into an ad remember you can go to patreon.com forward slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free and if you haven't done that you're about to get some ads right in your face with a word from our sponsors enjoy This episode is brought to you by Lumen. If your skincare routine is basically you washing your face in the shower with that one shower gel that you've been using since high school, then it's time to level up the skincare game. Thanks to Lumen, you can drop that bottle of three-in-one and start using products that actually take care of your face. With Lumen, you get the highest quality products. All their products aim to help with those stubborn acne scars, under eye dark circles, wrinkles, sun damage, dry skin, oily skin. Gia has been using the charcoal face wash and charcoal face scrub and she feels so fresh so clean afterward she has dry skin so especially during the winter it's nice to have that hydration and exfoliation also she's a big fan of the really subtle citrus smell all you have to do is take a two minute quiz on their website and they'll tell you exactly which routine is best for you based on your skincare needs level up your skincare game with lumen skin today you can go to lumenskin.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of lumen's products that's l-u-m-i-n-s-k-i-n.com slash kind of funny to get your free trial of lumens products lumenskin.com slash kind of funny shout out to maple story for sponsoring this episode are you tired of being judged based on the way you look maple story is too because while it may look cute and cuddly this is a deeply hardcore mmorpg maple story is full of vast colorful lands and a ferocious array of towering monsters and don't get us started about damage maple story will have you dealing billions with each swing of your fafnir battle cleaver as you battle boss after epic boss and you can customize your mapler your way maple story has 40 plus jobs and thousands of weapons outfits hats armor sets and mounts for you to take on your journey from the lionheart battle bracers to vicious lollipop wands and you know i love a lollipop wand there's a ton to see and do in this picturesque world and with 18 years of content to sink your genesis weapon into there will always be a new adventure around the corner maple story is ready to go are you you can go to maplestory.com to check out the game and play for free that's free guys come on maplestory.com mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen i'm excited to uh reveal that we have one jeff grubb in 
in on the show right now just to clear up some stuff around the uh the lead story today about last of us the remake coming out this holiday season jeff during the show uh kind of funny the games cast you said that you were uh it seemed like you said that the last of us uh remake project will be out this year specifically around the holiday period is that correct I mean, that is correct. As far as like, the last I heard, I even like kind of asked around about it a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll say the, the bad news that I got was a few weeks, almost a few months old, but nothing has changed since then. There has been no flip of like, okay, uh, now there's reasons to worry now that those plans have changed. Nothing like that has happened. So I w- I'm continuing to operate under the assumption that what I heard originally is still right and i heard it from multiple people uh, at this point and this is like and i'm not only yeah. one to hear this i think there were some other people reporting this yeah, yeah. previously as well so but uh but yeah as far as i'm aware it'll be out this holiday yes yeah, okay good. Uh, good yeah i was and just I was, worried because uh, <laughs> i just tam prepped the this, show and i came on and the top story was talking about a show i was on and i was like i don't remember him saying that as a fact this is, i thought he might have just said i think and i just didn't want you you being no, reported on <laughs> this, this is what happens when you when you go from reporting the news to becoming the news uh, <laughs> and then like it's very but like i said like this is it, what jeb's jeff is saying checks out with what i've heard as well um i do have a follow-up question for jeff please yeah. Uh, what do I gotta do to get a new Legacy of Kane game, Jeff? Oh, Tell honey. me. Oh, Who do oh, I need to talk my to, Jeff? Child. Oh, I'm oh. so. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, God that you are damn one it. of those. I, I feel like <laughs> even, <one> of those. <laughs> even, <laughs> even when they get through all of the other stuff that they might make. Oh, listen, you might get a remaster. They'll probably make you a remaster. Is that good enough? Hell yeah, that'll do it. I'll all take right. it. Right. I'll appreciate it. Very good. God, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my, I'm gonna die one day, and on my grave will will be the words he just wanted a Soul Reaver remake. <laughs> so Thank you so much, Jeff. We appreciate you, guys. Right, Have a good show. Uh, bye. Bye. Peace. Our next story comes from the number three video game website in the world, Gamespot.com, written by Eddie McCooch. Witcher Three for PS Five and Xbox Series X and S release window has been narrowed down to this year. The Witcher 3's PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S version will be released in Q4 2022, developer CD Projekt Red has confirmed. That means it will launch in the October to December period. The new generation version of the acclaimed RPG was delayed indefinitely back in April 2022. CD Projekt delayed the game as part of the news of development shifting from Saber Interactive's Russian team to CD Projekt Red itself. CD Projekt condemned Russia's attack on Ukraine and suspended sales and services in the country, though whether or not this had anything to do with the shift in development remains unknown. Uh, let's In the tweet that they posted, uh, let's make the seventh anniversary even better, shall we? Question mark. We're delighted to share that the next-gen version of The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt is planned to release in Q4 2022. See you on the path, witches. Fans have been waiting a long time for The Witcher 3's PS5 and Xbox Series XS edition, as the game was originally expected to launch in 2021. Like Cyberpunk 2077's new generation version, The Witcher 3 will take advantage of the additional horsepower of those systems to make the game look and run better. The PS5 and Xbox Series XS version will also come with previously recent expansions, as well as new content inspired by Netflix's popular Witcher TV show. Uh, anyone who already bought The Witcher 3 gets an upgrade for free, which was also the case for Cyberpunk 2077's new version. Tim, how excited are you to play The Witcher 3 on your modern consoles? 
me not so much other people out there i'm very excited for them mm -hmm. uh this is cool i think that the it's obvious that the new dlc that they're going to add is probably just skins and stuff i don't think that they're going back and adding new quests and shit to to witcher 3 at this point um but i mean this is great i think that this you know the people wanted it last year but they're getting it this year and i think they're gonna hit this i think it's actually gonna happen and um it's gonna be nice to be able to move on uh from cd project red promising next gen updates to their games and being able to just kind of move to the next step of um their game development and see where that all kind of falls yeah for sure i mean like people love this game i'm excited for them i'm excited to replay uh, replay here's what i'll say i'm excited to replay some of it um because inevitably mm -hmm. what happens with a game like this with a game this big is like i'll start replaying it and be like uh i'll be like 20 hours in and be like i'm good i had, and that's I had a great okay. time with this you know, I think Perfectly that that's fine. kind of that's the thing when it comes to these these uh, either remakes or remasters or uh, next gen patches and all that stuff. It's like if you've had the fun, if you've had the experience already, like getting something new out of it, even if you don't need to finish something to yeah. get something out of it. And I think that especially when it comes to video games, when fun is the the value uh, so much of the time, like have your fun however you want to have it, man. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna enjoy um, playing it for a little while. I, I doubt the combat changed much, or the, you know anything else. I'll see how far the new content is, um, and and like see if I can check that out. But mostly, I just want to say hello to Yennefer for a little while again because Yennefer number one, get out of here, Tris. Don't want to talk to you. Uh, next story comes from the number four best video game website on the internet that is of course gamespot.com written by summer doster new call of duty warzone 2 and modern warfare 2 league surface uh call of duty modern warfare 2 is confirmed to be arriving later this year with a reveal date likely approaching more leaks and rumors are surfacing on infinity wars upcoming release a recent report suggested that activision's official reveal for modern warfare 2 is set for june while a multiplayer beta could potentially arrive in august However, this doesn't stop leakers from revealing some of those details early. On May 18, notable Call of Duty leaker, the MW2 Ghost, God, you guys have the worst names, uh, tweeted <laughs> a claim that the, they've seen the upcoming map that they believe will be used for both Warzone 2 and the rumored DMZ mode coming to Modern Warfare 2, which leakers suggest is an Escape from Tarkov inspired, inspired survival mode. The MW2 Ghost, it's not its not cool at all. It's just so lame. Shared a simplistic map layout on Twitter when they say, uh, where, which they say is drawn as a remake based off the actual map design. <laughs> so this is what I've drawn. This is what it's going to look like. Right, cool. <laughs> cool. A Modern Warfare 2 Ghost. The leaker's drawn image doesn't really uh, provide much detail, but it reveals a large river running down the length of the map with a lake to the east. There are a few padlock, pa padlock and weapon icons marked on the map, and it's unknown uh, what they'll specifically represent in the new title. On May 17th, YouTuber Nero Cinema leaked potential information about Warzone 2 on his YouTube channel, claiming that there will be a change to how loadout drops will work for the Battle Royale sequel. While loadouts are expected to remain in Warzone 2, Nero Cinema believes uh, the method of securing one will change with the introduction of a new feature called Strongholds. According to this leak, leak loadout drops will be locked behind a Stronghold feature, and players must complete a set of tasks or objectives to access their loadout. 
normal ground loot will still be available, but the leaks of the strongholds will offer the only way for players to obtain their custom loadouts in this Warzone sequel. Uh, so it's possible the padlocks in the map drawn by a Modern Warfare 2 ghost. Get a grip. Gets worse every single time. Uh, <laughs> are going to be marking Warzone's potential stronghold locations. So basically, they're switching it up, and it looks like it's going to be somewhere between, um, uh, like, uh, Blackout, which is the original version of of Warzone that they launched, and Warzone as we know it. Um, and then uh, it, it, we also say that it's possible that Warzone Two is being developed as a hybrid between those two games. But as always, rumors should be taken with a grain of salt, as details can always change before launch. Um, exciting times for people who are into Warzone. That game has like it's it's surprising to see how far it has come from Blackout because that was oh, yeah. their original mode, right? And then Warzone came out, and people were like, "This shit is hitting." Um, so I'm excited for those people. Uh, yeah, what do you absolutely. Make of this? Yeah, it, you know, it's interesting. I mean, with that, right, like the, it found success um, from not failure, but from not doing it right. And I think it's so funny to look at Battle Royales as a genre and seeing how many times that seems to be the case where it's like there's a one step forward. And it's like, no, we're actually doing something different. Like even look at Fortnite, right? Like how it mm. came to be. Um, I do think it's interesting that this seems to be the first time that we're getting a, a, a numbered sequel to a Battle Royale. And like, I wonder what that actually means. Like, is this just a season two or a season seven or whatever the hell they're at under another name? Or um, does this represent a shift in the way that these uh, genres are kind of going to be developed and made? And, uh, you know, Activision being who they are with Call of Duty, the way that they make those games. Like, um, I there is that fear that things become annualized and just turn into the you know, the, the hellscape that we're in of like these annualized yeah. games. Um, and I feel like when now it's like potentially even multi-annual, if you're talking about Warzone and um, the core games, the question I have for you as somebody that is not totally into the ecosystem at all of call of duty. Um, there was one recently that didn't have the campaign, right? Was that modern warfare? The lot, the most recent modern warfare. No modern warfare was the campaign. They had the campaign in it. Um, I can't remember which one it was that didn't have a campaign. It might have been Black Ops Four. Black Ops, yeah, Black, Black Ops. Okay, cool. One of the Black Ops games, yeah. So we are um, are we expecting a campaign for this Modern Warfare? 2? Oh yeah, one hundred. I don't think you make Modern Warfare Two without making that campaign. Like that's, I, I one hundred one million percent. There's there's no way. Like they that that is what they're basically cashing in on the nostalgia around that game. The interesting thing is going to be how they handle No Russian um which is that controversial it was controversial back then um um uh, let alone now when russia is in the center of news like it's gonna be it's gonna be wild um but we'll see how it goes um wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I'm, yeah. I'm confused and this is totally i'm speaking out of turn to somebody that doesn't understand the shit is this just a remake of modern warfare 2 i thought this was just no like... no 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 i think i think this is so this is a so, wait, I'm confusing myself now. Uh, so this is a new story, but if it's anything like the original one, it might take points from or like ideas from okay. the original. If you know what I mean, got I think it, they had like, got it, got it. if I remember correctly, they had like narrative moments that were similar or something like that. Um, this is the problem with Call of Duty games; they're like so like eating the, uh, the snake eating its own tail, like that. It's hard to basically tell which one's which anymore. But as far as I know, like this is a, the new branch of Modern Warfare, the second entry in the new branch of the Modern Warfare sequels, I think. Uh-huh. But yeah, we'll see. Cool. Um, 
that, but that like may, maybe they'll end up doing something around, around like no Russian again. Um, but I, we'll see. I doubt it very much. They want to avoid that shit with Modern Warfare Two. Like it's the plague. Um, I'm, I'm interested in in what they do with uh, with Warzone Two, um, specifically being the being a thing that there that seems to be happening because I want to know what that looks like for battle royales just as a whole yeah. uh i think that call of duty like you were saying like is definitely the uh, a favorite among um people that are into that genre so uh what could they do to to kind of up the ante like especially when you see fortnite like kind of quadrupling down on its strategy um especially adding no build mode and, and all that stuff like I, um, I i think it's interesting the only thing they can do is take what Fortnite dropped and add a build mode to it, and so you have these military men suddenly building shit everywhere. It's like Aah! that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so good, <laughs> like gliders and shit. <laughs> right. That would be so good. Uh, our next story comes from the Fifth Breath video game website on the internet. Is of course Gamespot.com. Our very own Darren Bontheus, who says Sony says uh, Bungie deal will help expand its multi-platform strategy. Um, during a corporate strategy meeting this week, Sony CEO Kenichiro Yoshida spoke about how the planned acquisition of Destiny 2 developer Bungie will help PlayStation transition towards becoming a more of a multi-platform business. We believe it will be a catalyst to enhance our live service game capabilities, he said. Our acquisition of Bungie also represents a major step forward in becoming more multi-platform. While Sony has traditionally focused on developing games for its uh, PlayStation consoles, the last few years have seen it shift towards more mobile content and PC ports of its exclusive titles. Horizon Zero Dawn and God of War have been ported to PC and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves will arrive later this year on that platform. After Sony announced its plans to acquire Bungie and keep its status quo as an independent subsidiary intact, the studio said that its existing and upcoming game projects would not be exclusive to PlayStation platforms after the deal is completed. The acquisition is still currently undergoing scrutiny by the Federal Trade Commission, which at this point can only review it for potential antitrust issues in the gaming industry. Acquisitions have dominated the news cycle over the last couple of months as uh, a bunch of other studios have been acquired, Square Enix, etc. A group for 300 million so it can streamline operations. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan also dropped hints that Sony will be looking at acquiring more studios in the future. Um, not a surprise, but also just a regular reminder that we live in a weird and wild world where if you went back to us years ago and were like, Sony is going to buy Bungie and then they're going to be like, we're going to put our games everywhere, not just PlayStation. It would make our heads explode. Like, yeah, is, I mean, it's, dude, it's, it's like. Things like Game Pass alone would be like, I just, I'll never forget the day that Game Pass was announced. And me and Andrea Renee were doing games daily. And I just, I, I, it, the news broke me. I could, I was like, there's no way, there's no way that Xbox is going to release their first party titles day and date on this service. It's what? And here we are years later, they're doing it. They're, they're com- wow. crippling committing down on this. Um, and we're in this world with this cross play, this cross save, this cross progression in a lot of different places. Maybe not everywhere, but things like Call of Duty, you can play PS4 versus uh, Xbox, like, or five, whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys get what I'm saying. That's so, fucking cool yeah. uh but looking at this as cool as this future is and as, as forward progression there there has been i still don't buy it necessarily i need to see all this shit shake out i wonder what conversations we're going to be having five years from now about things like this is destiny going to be on xbox i'm not 100 
sure it will be. Like, this is all lip service now, and this reminds me a lot of next-gen talk going into next-gen when there was mm. a lot of questions, and people are like, every single thing that Jim Ryan or Phil Spencer was saying, if we look back now, we're like, all right, like, I can find the truth of that statement, but I can also twist it just a little bit to find the reality of it all, you know? I believe Destiny will remain multi-platform. All bets are off when Bungie's like, hey, we've got a Destiny killer that we've been thinking about for a really long time, and it's a game called Legacy. I don't know what the fuck we call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, that's when Sony goes, we'll keep that for ourselves. Thank you very much. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, we... I think about that. Then I also think about the idea of, you know, MLB, the show is a PlayStation Studios developed product that is available on Microsoft uh, platforms and stuff like that. Um, I, I think we're seeing a point, we're reaching a point where these, the the kind of the need or the ability to make money hand over fist is so difficult and the ability to recoup is like such an uphill struggle now that very slowly businesses and and people in charge are realizing that the only path forward is to diversify your bonds um as the wu-tang clan would say um but like th that feels like it's only gonna continue to track that way where Putting, making sure that more people can access your content regardless of what platform they have is going to be the the, the only feasible path to, you know, Scrooge McDucking your way into like massive piles of coins, gold coins. And if anything, if I know anything, Tim, it's that executives and businesses are greedy and always want to make more money. And if the only thing, if the thing that's stopping them from doing that is their pride over exclusivity and that kind of stuff, it won't last long. Like, I think it will be, it's only a matter of time before everything is available everywhere all at once. And Michelle Yeoh is living her life. <laughs> um, we'll I'll see. Find, yeah. <laughs> Pride is a nasty thing, man. But it can be, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, our final story of the day comes from, I'm going to surprise you here, Tim. I'm not mm. going to surprise you. It's Aww. the sixth best video game website in the world. <laughs> yeah. It's gamespot.com. Darren Monthius, once again, God of War Ragnarok will include more than 60 new accessibility features, which you absolutely love to see. God of War Ragnarok developer Santa Monica Studio has detailed how accessibility features have ex been expanded for the sequel. Using the previous God of War's accessibility features, the studio has added more than 60 ways to adjust gameplay and make the title more approachable. Some of the new systems include more customization options for subtitles, expanded sound effect captions, and a fully re-engineered and responsive user interface. These elements have been designed to make the on-screen text easier to read, as well as assist with puzzles that have sound clues sound cues an optional direction indicator will show where important sounds have come from the controller remapping system has been rebuilt and will allow you to either make use of a wide range of preset lay layouts or customize your inputs to your own specifications as an example individual button buttons can be swapped or uh, for select complex actions and you can choose alternate configurations from a preset list other than the other interesting, one of the other interesting accessibility features is a new high contrast color mode that can be used to apply a color to objects in the game like targets, enemies, and other characters. When active, this will apply a color layer to the character that will make them more visible against the background, or alternatively, you can desaturate the background to further increase the contrast. This is awesome. This is like really, really cool. And it definitely feels like a lot of Sony um, studios are taking 
uh, notice and taking cues from The Last of Us Part 2, which this reminds me of in a big way. And it is, you know, widely considered a very, very important step forward in accessibility for gaming um, and a good springboard for more to happen. Um, cool stuff, right? It's dude, it's incredible. And I think that Sony continues to set the standard with this stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I think that that's when it comes to the, the software uh, in a ton of ways. You know, I love to see Xbox on the other side with their, their hardware, with pushing it. I just feel like together, they're all trying to build a standard that uh, yeah. is the expectation uh, for games. And I think that taking the amount of care that they have been uh, with their biggest major releases and uh, more importantly than that, treating this like uh, like newsworthy things to talk about months and months and months before release like i think that that is a, a a big trend that we've been seeing from sony as well like if i remember correctly they did this for horizon um and it, i think that it's cool that they are using this as part of the marketing push and conversation around these giant temple titles because that shows how important these things are right like that that shows that they these are things worth talking about uh and worth being like hey our game is awesome and here's a reason why and it's not just because it's fun or pretty to look at but it's like it is accessible and it is something that we value and that should be valued in the gaming industry um and the the more they talk about this the more feedback they can get from people that have different needs or whatever so that they can um uh, make changes in the future to just con to consistently come up with something that can help as many people as possible uh be able to play these video games so shout yeah. out to them man yeah, and and before we move on to the studio, like you can go to uh, Steve Saylor, who's a massive advocate for this stuff, Twitter account, and to like get his thoughts on it. But he specifically shouts out um, uh, a lead uh, UX designer at Sony Santa Monica, Mia Mila Pavlin. Apologies if I'm butchering that. Um, as someone who kind of led the charge and and had a big hand in making that happen, um, in terms of the uh, for God of War itself. So shout out to them as well. Um, and I hope that this continues to be a trend where people um make games more accessible for people that need it you know we'll see how it's implemented um in god of war who knows when that's coming out tim mm. it could be mm. it could be incredibly far away but if i wanted to know what would be coming out to mom and grop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday let me tell you something, Tim. Do, do, There's do, a game. Do, 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 do. Yeah. You so excited. Just I, just I need to get to this. Out on Game Pass today, Vampire Survivors. Mm -hmm. Game Pass for PC. I don't know if you know about Vampire Survivors, Tim. It's a little game that cost a mere $3 on Steam. A mere $3. It is a twin-stick shooter, and it is incredible it, it, it looks like absolute hot garbage when you look at it you're like what is this this looks terrible but it's funny because it's actually if i remember correctly created out of a castlevania asset pack which is Fun. why it is what it is and all you do all you have to do in the game is survive for 30 minutes you're a little character and you shoot stuff and you just got to survive in that area for 30 minutes and it starts off by sending a few bats at you, and before you know it, it's escalated into just hordes of bats and zombies and and um, skeletons and all these other crazy shit coming at you. At the same time, you've powered up. You've got like you're firing like uh, arrows in a directions. You've got lightning striking everywhere around you. You've got holy books circling you, and it's just a desperate fight for survival. It is so much fun. It's so addictive, and it is genuinely like flying under the radar. Three dollar Steam game. It's it's like 
going to be in there at the top of my game of the year list. Um, if, you've got a, cool. if you've got a Steam Deck, which I know multiple people at Kind of Funny have, and I know multiple Kind of Funny best friends have, get your ass on Vampire Survivors. It is incredible. I picked it, it up. I so picked it up fun. yesterday. Roger, and get the I, fuck I was, out of here. I don't want to hear right. how you have a Steam Deck. All right. I'm sick of this. You were supposed to be a post-October right. boy with me, Roger. I don't want to hear it. Get out of here. <laughs> Eyes very good, Brevers. Very good. Yeah. I was late. I was late to hang out with a friend because I was on a really good run. I was like twenty it's, minutes in, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta, I, I gotta tell him five more minutes." It's so good. It's the perfect toilet game. If you're taking a dump and you've got your Steam Deck there, whip out some <laughs> Vampire Survivors. You only increase the satisfaction level. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> The other game out today is Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, which is available on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and, and we PC. We will be playing that uh, on the stream after this. Uh, good luck. Mm. Enjoy. Uh, Roller Champions, a new date, coming out on May 25th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, PS5, and PC, with a Switch release coming later. Um deals there's a big big playstation sale happening right now on retro games and remasters games let me tell you tim this sale really stretching the definition of retro really yeah. stretching it and doing it in quite a malicious way to make us feel old and tired alan mm. wake remastered is going for 20 dollars. you've got assassin's creed the Ezio collection going for 12 bioshock remastered for 10 dollars. you can get castle crashes you can get dark cloud for under 10 dollars. you can get destroy all humans for 18 dollars. devil may cry hd collection is 10 dollars. dishonored definitive collection is eight dollars that is a bargain yeah. Um, you can get the Disney bundle for under $10. Harvest Moon is under $10. Jack and Daxter bundle is $20. Mark of Creed, that was a fun game, for $8. Mega Man X Legacy Collection is $10. There's other games like Metro, 2333 Redux, Resident Evil 3 Remake, Sonic Colors, Spyro and Crash Remastered, Twisted Metal Black, y uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Yakuza Kiwami is $6. Get on that. Um, and uh, yeah, so you, you've got a whole bunch of games in there. That's just a few of Mega them. Man X, Make uh, cl a Legacy Collection, $10. Mega Man X alone is worth that. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. There's a, there's like a whole whole boatload of of deals over there. So make sure you get in there uh, and take a look. Reader mail. Let's have a look. If you want to send in some reader mail, you can write into patreoncom slash kind of funny games where you can get your question read on the show. I'm just having a look to see what we've got. Um, look. Just having a quick look. Uh, it doesn't look like we have much set. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Howdy, KF uh, GD crew. Roller Champions coming out in a week. Uh, this is evidently going to join their graveyard of failed multiplayer games. So I have this is brutal. Uh, so I have a game for you too, from the least uh, amount of months to the most, um, which Ubisoft game servers will stay the longest. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, That's funny. This is, uh, there's a lot of games in here. We've got Roller Champions, X Defiant, Skull and Bones, and Hyperscape. For reference, Hyperscape servers like lasted 18 months i i'm gonna okay. say uh, 80 months is probably the, i'll give 80 months to roller champions as well um yeah, yeah. i hope it goes for longer because you, i always want to see a game live you know yeah i, I don't know i i feel like it's it's too tough to even say these days for especially mm -hmm. with where ubisoft's at right now and like with roller champions i don't even know if i want to call it marketing uh, just whatever's been happening with that game. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it lasts 18 months. Yeah, that comes from, that came six. from Jake Bakes Cake, by the way. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope it. I hope it doesn't shut down super quickly. Like I, I would love for it to be fun and and you know for people to play it for a long time to come. Uh, Jordan Lee Rowan asks, "What the what the actual hell is going on with Konami now? There's rumors of bringing Silent Hill back, which I have no faith will be done well. I never want them to do another Metal Gear because they'll just further sully his good name. Their last success was Phantom Pain, which was riddled with controversy. I asked again, what the actual hell is going on with Konami? Who knows, man? You know they yeah, they're doing I mean, stuff. Konami, they're they're doing stuff, man. I I. I yearn for the day that Konami sells its IPs. Yeah. And so I feel I. like it is inevitable, but I don't know when. And Here's I think well that's the go for it, Tim. No, no, no. Uh, Karen, sorry. Uh, I got ahead of myself there. Carry on. Finish your thought. Oh, is it? Okay. Here's what I'll say. You are right in saying what the hell is going on with Konami. Konami is, is not great. They are, if this Silent Hill stuff is, is to be believed, they're on the right path. It's clear they know they can't make those games. The worst thing they could do is if they were like, we're going to make this game. Is this Metal Gear Survive? I can't believe you would do this to me. Um, <laughs> for the longest time, Tim. Yeah. For the longest time. The only Metal uh, Gear game I'd ever played. I, I reviewed this game and it was torture. It was genuine. I felt like I, had, I, I was... I was assigned to be the gameplay capture person for this game when we got what? it at IGN. And I had to play I, this I, game for... Six seven hours, and I've never forgiven Dustin Legary. Listen, what, my my, uh, you know, you know, I have uh, my best friend in life is Lucy James. Okay, we have a incredible relationship, rock solid. The only time I have ever felt that our friendship was in danger is when I constantly asked her to play Mel Gibson Survive with me. Each time <laughs> she thought less of me. Each time, and yeah. she was like, "Maybe I can get out of this if I just tell him I'm no longer his friend." And you know what? Somehow we made it through. Um, but the right, the thing that they're doing you is... survived. Yeah, I survived. Oh, God. Uh, the smart thing that they are doing is being like, hey, we can't make these games. We're bringing in other people. So if that rumor is true and Bloober Team is making a Silent Hill game, that is along the right path, depending on your uh, opinion of Bloober Team. Um, I would love to see them make a new Metal Gear game. I would love to see them make a new Metal Gear game, knowing that they're not the right people to make the new Metal Gear game, and just go and give it to someone else. And be like, you clearly know what you're doing here, Blue Point. Make a Metal Gear game for us. Thank you. Um, Thank so, you. sure, right with you. They're, they're, they're not doing great, but also they're kind of doing the right thing. Maybe, if rumors are true. <laughs> yeah. If, if, hey, I'm, if, I'm with you. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and there you have it. Uh, you're wrong. Let's have a look. Uh, there's going to be some... Is this stuff about Call of Duty in here? I don't want to hear it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kebab says, Jeff Grubbs said that as of 2021, Last of Us 2 was planned for 2023. The context being, it's been a year, so things could easily change. We got him in. Okay, we're good. Okay. Um, Charles Jacobson says, just to clarify, we've already seen a remake of a PS3 game with Demon Souls. I don't even remember saying that. I don't even know what we're talking about. Um, Nanobiologist says Tom Henderson leaked that Warzone 2 will be its own thing made for PC and next gen consoles with no progress carrying over. Okay, cool. Um, uh, Tim Buddy says, Missed the deal of the day. Borderlands 3 is free on Epic Game Store right now. I, I will never knowingly promote Borderlands. Uh, <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I played so, that yeah. game, man, and there was one joke in it, and it was right at the end of the game. It's a joke that it's the they play the, a, a track over the end credits, which is like that's a good gag. And the worst part of it, it was I was playing it with Lucy, and um, I was like, ah, that's a great gag. And on Lucy's side, it had bugged, so it wasn't playing the music. And she was Aww. like, great, the one good joke in this game. I'm not getting. <laughs> Damn. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely hate to see it. Uh, after this, of course, as you heard earlier, um, the, the crew is going to be playing Vampire Masquerade Swan Song. Um, if you want to catch up on that later, you can subscribe to youtube.com forward slash kind of funny plays. Tomorrow's hosts are Blessing and Stella from IGN. Um, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, where each and every weekday live right here on Twitch or TV for slash Kind of Funny Games, we run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about. We've got a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com for slash Kind of Funny. If that isn't you, get on it. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, laugh and grow fat.